We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back into the vault. It is Tuesday, May 30th. Memorial Day weekend is now in the rearview mirror. And Sarah, literally right before the holiday weekend began, some major news was released within the NFL sphere. And obviously, I think within Baltimore, within Ravens Nation, it was at the forefront of their thinking, their interest levels based on what this offseason has been. So we have a lot to get to. As always, I'm Bobby Trossett, joined by my co-host, and partner Sarah Ellison. We're glad you're with us. Hope you and yours had a great weekend. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins has officially been released by the Arizona Cardinals after you thought it was tumultuous or attention-filled or you name it or dramatic in Baltimore. Think about what it's been this offseason for Arizona. Now, we should mention it doesn't officially go finalize the release itself until 4 p.m. Eastern later this afternoon. But it is it is expected to go finalized. He is now available. And obviously, because of, again, what this offseason has meant because of the interest levels, which we'll revisit, we'll get to. This is relevant. This is 100 percent relevant <laughs> when you're when you're um, when your franchise quarterback requests the front office that they go and get a certain player. And that certain player is now a free agent and he's a free agent in late May, early June, when most salary caps are like spoken for, um, things get interesting very, very quickly. Yeah. Why don't we jump into like, why now? Because I think some folks were wondering like that exact question. I mean, it's been a long off season. There was a lot of talk around the draft. Perhaps he get moved then, but no, this isn't a trade. This is a release that's expected again to go finalized as we tape this out here on the 30th later today at four o'clock Eastern Ari Myrov, the NFL reporter. I thought we both thought summed it up perfectly in terms of the why now we'll break it down on the other side let's discuss why the cardinals did this now instead of waiting it out waiting till training camp to see if there's an injury somewhere where an opportunity opens and maybe they could find a trade partner. So the reason is pretty simple. By cutting him now before June 1st, the Cardinals are taking on his entire $22 million in dead money 
for this year in 2023, if they were to do it after June 1st, the dead money would be split up in the next two years, $11 million this year, about $11 million next year. And we all saw what the Cardinals did in this past draft where they traded back and they added an extra first round pick and an extra third round pick in next year's draft. They're all about 2024 and beyond right now with this new regime, Monty Austin Fort and Jonathan Gannon. So from their standpoint, they're going to take on the entire dead money medicine this year. And DeAndre Hopkins will be off their books completely come 2024. And by then, they're going to have those extra draft picks. They're going to have some more flexibility to do work in free agency with their cap space. And that's basically the main reason why they opted to do it now instead of waiting this out to see what ultimately happens later on once training camp opens. As for DeAndre Hopkins, the two teams who kind of spoke to the Cardinals most throughout this process when they were looking to trade him, when they gave him permission to seek a trade, it was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Other teams were also involved, but those, te- those two teams seemed to be the teams that spoke to them the most and kept on checking in, especially if there was interest in potentially adjusting his contract. And Hopkins was recently on the IMF podcast and he mentioned a number of quarterbacks who he would love to you know play with and the two um, two of them that he did mention were Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs and Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills he also mentioned three things that he's looking for in a new team one of them is a team that has a stable GM and head coach um, number two is a quarterback who loves the game and number three was um, a defense a really good defense because defense wins championships and you know he didn't mention anything about about money but we also know in this league and in this business the money sometimes you know talks over everything else so we'll see what ultimately he decides to do now that he is a free agent but those two teams Buffalo and Kansas City are definitely going to be checking in throughout this process there really is no reason for Hopkins to rush into all of this he could take his time if he wants to but we'll see what he ends up doing the last thing I'll mention about Hopkins is he did recently move on from his agent an agent who he actually hired earlier this offseason as of right now as he becomes a free agent he's working without an nflpa certified agent lots to unpack there obviously the second half of that clip we're going to get to in the coming minutes so just stand by there but i think what what we really kind of wanted to address off the top here is the, the, the why now and you heard him spell it out there a lot of it's just the majority of it is is capital implications and obviously the monetary side of the, of the business of football how miserable would it be to be an Arizona Cardinals fan right now, knowing that like, because, you know, they also, you know, are, are stock rolling draft picks for 2024, just like knowing that 2023, not only just to be a fan, but to be like, to cover that right now, Bobby, to cover 2023 and basically just waiting an entire year to like know that it's actually worth something. Kyler Murray. I mean, I know he's injured, but to be on that team, uh, Marquise Brown. Oh, it just cannot be. It cannot be a good time to be in Arizona right now. So, Hey, I say it all the time. Deadline spur action. Uh, they try to get the, a, a trade done. The Ravens may have had a hand in, in making that not happen, which we'll get to, but it's just, uh, it's brutal to be in Arizona right now. Yeah, for sure. And just to spend, the amount of turnover too, just from a front office standpoint is it's just on t- snow. It's a snowball effect right now as well. And, and they don't even know how healthy Kyler Murray will be in the early part of this season. So lots going on out there. You, you would expect, well, you wouldn't be surprised. I should say that Deandre wanted to, and now he ultimately gets what he wants.
out. Out. Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated, tweeted this out over the weekend after this news was finalized. And kind of like we heard from Ari there, the Chiefs and Bills were the only teams to have substantive trade talks with Arizona, according to Breer. As was the case with Kansas City, the contract was the issue for Buffalo. Kansas City made progress for Odell Beckham Jr.'s deal in Baltimore. Again, as we know well by now, his $15 million one-year prove-it deal with the potential $3 million in incentives to get him to 18 more or less blew that progress up in Kansas City, according to Albert. Your initial thought when you saw this? <laughs> well, it makes the the... You know, we've talked about this. The Ravens, depending on which metric you want to look at this, paid overpaid Odell by three to five million. You get that because the Jets off was the next highest offer behind the Ravens. So depending on which metric you want to look at, the Ravens overpaid by three to five million. Now, <laughs> I've said in the past, like that was okay because it it pushed Lamar the Mar, Lamar Jackson deal, you know, forward. And actually, John Harbaugh was just on the Rich Eisen show, uh, I think, Friday. And Rich was like, did it really? Did it really help? And John's like, yeah, I think it did. You know, at the end of the day, you got to get the right contract numbers and all that. But they were at a stalemate. And the contract he ended up signing was not very dissimilar from the one they offered a year ago, according to Eric DaCosta and based off of all the reports, the numbers we have. So the overpayment by 3 to $5 million brought in a – all pro and Super Bowl winner. Now, do we know if he's anywhere close to what he was? We do not know, but that's what he brought in. It pushed Lamar Jackson's deal uh, forward. And then, and then it prevented Kansas City from adding a legitimate piece to that passing offense with Patrick Mahomes. And in Albert Breer's words, it blew it up. I mean, that is just icing on the cake. Thank you, Ray. Worth worth the three to five million more than what most people do. Because again, the Ravens have had a hard time getting receivers in here that made them come in, helps Lamar, blocks Casey. Now Casey can always come back now that he's free, but it did blow up that trade in the meantime. I think at the same time, it's got to blow up the argument. Those of you out there who remain, you know, argumentative about the overpay, they like the overpay had so many different factors involved here. And we, and now we know just add this on top, right. On top of, of the Lamar cake and on top of, of, of again, what, what, what this did, what this did for the Ravens. So um, now Breer wasn't done there though. As for where this goes next, he tweeted in that same thread, I'd say the price will dictate that under current circumstances, unlikely Kansas city or Buffalo goes and gets him. If his price drops, both teams offered incentive-heavy deals, then maybe both Kansas City and Buffalo talked directly to Hopkins and liked him. Again, this was from May 27th, right after this. Uh, that was on Saturday, and this all shook out on, on Friday, as we know. So he's saying the exact opposite of what we just heard from Ari. So Ari, well, and they both said that both Kansas City and Buffalo – had substantive talks. That's what he, Albert and Ari are saying. But then Ari sounds like he's speculating and saying, uh, so expect KC and Buffalo, since they were the two big ones, expect them to jump back in. And Albert's saying, no, that's unlikely, unless the price drops. 
And so I think what, what Albert's getting at here, and we'll get to this in a minute, is like the cap has changed since then. The cap has changed. And so teams don't have as much money, even as much as they did a month ago. Um, so this is interesting to me that one is saying, Hey, those are the two main guys or two main teams. To me, it's like, if I'm, if I'm Deandre, this is like, I'm open. I'm talking to everybody. So why wouldn't KC and Buffalo check back in and be like, here's what we offered you last time. Maybe they still have it on the table. Maybe they don't anymore based off of how the cap has changed. Maybe new teams come in, um, a Detroit lions, a Buffalo a Baltimore Ravens, uh, all sorts of teams can now check in on what he would cost. But now all of them know. Now all of them know an OBJ deal blew up what happened before. So it has to come in under OBJ. We we know that. Why would any team go above? Well, I guess maybe Detroit could come in and be like, okay, I'll, I'll give you more than that or whatever. So, But it would to me, it would seem silly. It's like if they couldn't get a deal done at, at that price, then other teams know, hey, nobody else is going to beat me if I come in just a tad bit under that. Yeah, yeah again, the, the importance of what happened in Baltimore, right? I mean, is that yeah. fans, uh, other, other teams are, are probably thinking, wow, that, that had implications, major implications that one year yeah. prove it deal. Although we probably didn't even know it at the time. You know, the trickle down effect is really shaken yeah. out over the last several weeks, but you know, the natural progression, I guess, of this conversation or the, you know, a segue is kind of what you were suggesting. Well, who, who is now in the ballpark of being able to afford Odell and our guy, Pedro from Ravens, Twitter, who covers uh, Baltimore. Well, tweeted out the following again, you can follow him at R H O R M E S underscore Pedro writes, who can afford Deandre the salary cap situation per over the cap. And he lists out a bunch of teams uh, from a cap standpoint where they're at right now in terms of flexibility. The Eagles sit at the top of this list at $13.4 million. The Chargers are just south of Philly at 12.7. The Ravens are third at 11.7. The Bills, 1.4. And the Chiefs, just 652000 So again, uh, as Pedro writes, those are the five teams that uh, – that, that DeAndre quoted on his last podcast uh, appearance. We'll get to that in just a second if you haven't yet checked that out. Uh, Pedro doesn't think the Chargers are a contender. So judging by this, Philly and Baltimore could be the front runners. However, the Ravens are the team that can open the most cap space via re restructure, which we've talked about ad nauseum throughout this offseason. Yeah, it, I we're, we, we didn't pull that one, but there, he does follow up with another tweet of like the max restructure you can do. And KC moves to the top of the list. I mean, if Kansas City wanted to restructure, they have the most space to do that. And then he put Baltimore number two with how much. Because again, the Ravens use void years rather than restructuring a bunch of deals like with Mark Andrews or Ronnie Stanley or Marlon Humphrey and all of that. So, um, I mean, the bottom line is, I mean, if he's looking for now the OB, OBJ money, um, teams are going to have to restructure. Um, again, I, he didn't put Detroit Lions on here because he, he's only naming the teams that DeAndre said the quarterbacks he'd like to play with. But, you know, you I mean, people can be swayed all the time by a nice paycheck, by a very nice paycheck. So these aren't the only ones. But people who say, well, Baltimore can't really afford him um, if they were to give him another like 
you know, OBJ type deal. Well, none of these teams really can. So it's like, which team is either DeAndre's price is going to have to come down or one of these teams is going to have to restructure big time to, to fit him in. I mean, Chiefs are going to have to restructure stuff anyway. You can't go into a season with less than a million dollars. Um, yeah. And I'm sure this is the, the, the rule of, I think it's 51, the rule of 51, where only the top 51 contracts count against the cap right now. That changes once, you know, you get to a 53-man roster. So, um, so yeah, the Ravens don't have a ton of money, and neither does anybody else. Therefore, everybody's in the market. And just to be clear, like you, like you sort of clarified, these are the five teams Pedro's referring to here that, that D-Hop actually specified from a quarterback standpoint who he'd like to play with at yeah. some point in his career when asked on the I Am Athlete podcast. So let's cut to that now, not specifically who he's looking to play for, but what he's looking for outside of the monetary aspects of his next team. What I want is stable management upstairs. I think that's something that I haven't really had. Uh, you know, past couple years of my career coming from Houston to being in uh, Arizona. Uh, you know, so I've been through three to four GMs my career. Mm-hmm. So a stable management, uh, a QB who loves the game, uh, a QB who, uh, you know, brings everybody on board with him and uh, wishes not just himself, but, uh, you know, people around him. Uh, you know, I don't need a great QB. I've done it with with subpar QBs, you know, just a QB who loves the game like I do. Um, and a great defense. I think defense won championships. Uh, for me, I think that's the key. You got to have a great defense. You got to have a great D-line. And uh, you know, obviously, just like you said, you, you meet with people. Uh, I have a council of friends uh, who who are, are not just my friends, but, you know, they're, they're my business, business managers as well. So, uh, you know, we go in depth about these things, and that's why I love this this process. I love this game. teaches you a lot. And, uh, you know, for me, that's it. You know, great management, QB who loves the game, and a great defense. Well, do we know an organization that has those things? <laughs> I know of a few, but I know, uh, you know, and this is speaking from wisdom. He knows. I'm telling you, I've seen either well, me working at the Ravens with stability, but I've watched my husband go to jobs where it's like there's not stability and it is a nightmare. So he is speaking from from experience there. But my goodness, there's not many teams who are more stable than the Ravens front office. There's just not. Uh, there's some that are just as stable. Uh, Kansas City is one of those. The Eagles are are pretty stable uh, within their front office, and so Bills appear pretty stable. You know, so the, you know the Ravens aren't the only ones. But you know, I don't know anybody that loves football more than Lamar. Again, Lamar showed me how much he loves football and he loves his team when everybody in the world was telling him not to step on the field last year without a new contract. And he's like, forget you guys. I'm not doing this to my teammates. And I love football too much to sit out. He does love football. And then, hello, defense. Ravens Ravens are, are, are you know, they've got some moves to polish off for sure at corner and pass rusher. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Ravens defense – is going to be pretty good. So check, check, check there, there for Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and in DeAndre's eyes, Lamar checks a lot of his boxes. And before they talked about in that same interview with the I Am Athlete Show, before they talked about his list, you know, his top five guys, they asked him about because of all the noise and speculation that we've covered throughout this offseason, 
you know, the ultimatum and, and whatnot. They, they asked, well, you know, Baltimore, Lamar, what's up? And this is, was, this was his response last week. Uh, I love Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is one of my favorite athletes. And since I've been watching sports, I'm a, I'm a sports fan. Uh, so I, I was watching Lamar when he played Clemson, my alumni. And I was like, who is this kid? So I've been a fan of Lamar for a long time. Uh, so, you know, obviously he's one of the greats. And, you know, I would, I would be lying to sit here and say, you know, it wouldn't be an honor one day, uh, you know, if my career allows me to play that long, to play with a great guy and a great quarterback like Lamar. Or, you know, with Tom Brady, I was like, I want to play with a Tom Brady. I'm a receiver. You know, Marsh, you know how it is. That's yes, right. You want, to play, you want to play with some of the best quarterbacks, uh, you know, that's out there. And, and Lamar is obviously one of those. Again, that was D Hop last week. High praise. I mean, Tom's in the same sentence, right? The 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 the, the what most of us feel is is the undisputed goat, and and that's the NFL brotherhood right there. I get it, but the more and more we learn about guys that are outside of Baltimore and the way they view from their perspective, Lamar, five years into this NFL journey, the more you hear things like that, and there's there's a certain kind of respect that that he's earned that he commands, uh, it's it's pretty cool to see. Uh, I mean, we're, we're not going to get to it today, but Jalen Ramsey did the same thing over the weekend. He was asked on a podcast who, who he hates, which quarterback he hates going against the, the most, and he said Lamar. But with, with DeAndre, this – listen, this is, this is making too much sense, okay? Lamar requests to have – to play with – DeAndre Hopkins. That's his request, along with OBJ. DeAndre Hopkins says, well, Lamar is one of the greats. I would be honored to play with him. It's like saying, you know, I got to play with, with Tom Brady. I got to play with Lamar Jackson. OBJ and DeAndre Hopkins, one of the reasons why OBJ has not been at the Ravens' um, off-season organized activities is because he's been working out in Arizona and he's been working out with DeAndre Hopkins. How you get all these guys interconnected and they want to be with each other? You, uh, uh, listen, you just don't turn away from that in my view. You just don't turn away from that. Again, DeAndre named several quarterbacks that he could play with. Uh, so, so listen, this isn't like, but to me it's just too many great connections where it's like, there are not many times, and again, DeAndre is, hasn't played, you know, 16, 17 games in two seasons. I, I I get all that. He's not, you know, at the top of his game right now, and neither is OBJ. I, you know, I get all that. But it's like when Steve Smith became available. Steve Smith, when the Ravens signed him, he was not who he was in his prime, but Steve Smith made a massive difference on the Ravens. If you don't think DeAndre Hopkins, a healthy DeAndre Hopkins, can make a massive difference, I don't know what to tell you. And the fact that he loves Lamar and Lamar wants him and, he, and DeAndre and OBJ have a relationship and they're working out, and a guy like this does not come available that often, especially when other teams' hands are tied with, with the cap space. Listen, man, I understand this would be a splurge. Sometimes splurges are, a you know, it's it's almost like – uh, you know, a movie written for you, a movie written for you to pick up these guys. And then you're, and I've said this a, a gazillion times, the Ravens to me feel like they're all in this year. 
adding DeAndre Hopkins on top of who they already have at wide receiver, we were feeling pretty good, are still feeling pretty good with who they have at receiver, so it would be a splurge. But in a year that you're all in, and a year that he becomes available and he's got these connections, to me, you make that splurge. Sarah and I are super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. And I know for me, I have super sun-sensitive blue eyes. So not only does Oakley check my fashion box, but it checks my necessity box. Oakley's changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Maybe you run. Maybe you golf. Maybe you just flat-out train. I don't know. Maybe you just want to look like Lamar Action Jackson. If any of those are true, you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self. Really, it's an expression of your personality. There's more than meets the eye. And here on The Vault, we're all about look good, feel good, perform good. And that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. We do not leave the house in the morning without rocking our Oakleys. And hey, since it's officially almost summer, you may want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. I know my go-to sunglasses are the custom frog skins, so maybe take an extra look at them while you're there. Oakley even offers prism lens technology, which is a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. But don't just trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life. I know Sarah has as well. We feel like we can both confidently say that Oakley's not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. So head on over to oakley.com for more information today. I can't argue with any of that. I can't because when you look up and down the roster, and we'll get to some of the pushback that the tweet that you just referenced uh, garnered. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, you, you hope that in this one-year prove-it deal that Odell comes in and he is available and healthy throughout the duration of a 17-game season, but he's on the other side of 30. He's been out of the league for a year, and we all know there's a different speed of the game. I hope he's able to bounce back, but there's a different speed of the game um, when in, in training and in, in preseason and all that from when it comes to the, the speed of the game in regular season. Hasn't played a regular season game since the Super Bowl two years ago. So you hope we can hope all we want and we can talk about the the analysis and, and, and watch his highlights. The guy's looking shifty. He's looking like he's got his lateral quickness back. His hands are always going to be there. He's never lost his hands. But you just don't know. You don't know if Rashad Bateman's going to be able to stay healthy because unfortunately for him throughout his first two NFL seasons, uh, unavailability has been it's 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 gone unchecked in that box. So that's that's just two. Those are just two aspects right there of their current wide receiver room that make you. Are they question marks? I don't know. Maybe like half question marks or whatever. But yeah, why wouldn't you give yourself an opportunity if you are in win mo, in win now mode and all these things that you're referencing? It's like a perfect storm in all the right ways. Why wouldn't you try to better your team and, and put somebody at Lamar's disposal that he's never even come close to working with? at the NFL level. Some of the pushback is about the aforementioned Rashad Bateman, our guy Dev from Ravens Twitter, productively, constructively quote tweeting you here and wrote the following. 
The issue is that Lamar also said the reason they didn't pursue DeAndre is that they believe in Bateman. He said that on the lounge recently. He calls him a number one wide receiver. We put out an episode on that last week on the vault. Dev writes, you'd be undoing all of that with this move. It's a fine line. I'd personally want to see what Bateman can do in Munkin's offense. Hashtag Ravens flock. What's your response to that? Well, first of all, I, I just want to reiterate what you just did. Um, and maybe maybe we have him on the show because this is like it's a better back and forth. You know, who, who knows? Maybe DeAndre's still sitting out there for a week. And so maybe we have time to to debate this more. Or maybe by the time this video goes up, he will have signed with somewhere. Um, so let me just say this. I interacted over the weekend with Dev and a few other guys on Twitter. And I debated this. I wouldn't debate this uh, because it gets so messy on Twitter. I wouldn't debate this with people who I thought were going to debate me in bad faith. So I did it with guys, including Dev, that I have a lot of respect for. And so I'm putting all that out there because it's slightly unfair. We're on this show and they, he doesn't get to come come back as, with, with a back and forth. And like I said, maybe we could do that at some point. But I did have a lot of back and forth when I'm, you know, I was at the pool a lot with my kids and I'd be in and I'd come out. We'd take a little break, get a little snack, and then I'd give a little reply and we'd go back and forth. It wasn't just Dev. It was a few other guys um who 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 made this point um and and I just I just disagree and it and it become and it's because of this and it's not because we've said this a million times Bobby we do not believe that Bateman is injury prone I think Bateman has the potential to be wide receiver one I feel like he's shown that in the in the times where he's been healthy getting back to like you saying there's half question marks on on this team to me, this wide receiver room is so full of potential. Yeah. OBJ's potential, if he's healthy, is through the roof. Bateman, if he's healthy, his potential is through the roof. Zay Flowers, if he can acclimate to the league quickly from Boston College, his potential is through the roof. Maybe Nelson Aguilar, he comes in and he just fits in well, and, it's, and it just works with Munkin. It's so much potential. To me, you can't just say, oh, we're good with the idea that all that potential is going to be realized. I think realistically, one, maybe two of these wide receivers are going to hit that potential. If we're, if we're lucky, one or two, two at best, I would think. I, I mean, we'd be living in like a, I mean, just a dream if, if, Zay and Bateman and OBJ and Nelson Aguilar all just started to explode. I, I, I think it's, I don't think you can bet on that. I don't think you want to put a Super Bowl year bet on that. So to me, it's like, no, let's bring in another guy who has potential and sure Hopkins is, you know, hasn't finished uh, the last two seasons either. So to me, you're just putting more bets down. And, and then to me, if, if Bateman because I went on to, to debate with Dev and a couple other guys, and they're like, you can't just expect Bateman to, to accept it. And I replied, well, I don't expect him to accept it. I expect him to compete. Get in there and compete. And I've said the same thing. I did not like the sheesh, right? It's not like I hated it, and I'm cool with Patrick Queen. I never thought he was going to try to be uh, – I didn't think he was asking for a trade. I think he and 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 um, Roquan are going to be great together. But I don't like this idea that – that like guys don't want to compete 
And I understand there's cap impl implications, there's draft status, there's ego involved, all of it. But at the end of the day, when it comes back to it, I'm a competitor at heart. You're a competitor at heart. That's what I did at the Ravens. Everybody wanted that job at the Ravens. Everybody comes for it. I welcomed the competition. And when I got beat, I said, good job. There were jobs given out that I wanted that I didn't get. And I go in there and I say, good job. And I put my head back down and I compete. And then I leave and then I come on here with you and we compete. We, we don't have any backing. We don't have huge stuff. We compete. So, so it just doesn't feel right to me that it's like, no, we're not going to give this because it might make Bateman feel some type of way. I love Bateman and I love his potential, but he got the keys two times in a row when I to, to, to the wide receiver room. When I say keys, he was a starter two years in a row, basically with no competition, none. And so now you're telling me, let's give Bateman because we're, we're nervous he might feel a certain type of way that he gets no competition for the starter job again for the third year in a row, for the third year in a row. Listen, I'm all about giving him an opportunity, but but so what, now you're not going to pick up a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins? And there's other arguments not to pick him up, and it could be cap-related. But to me, if the only reason is I don't want to take off Bateman, to me, that's not a good enough reason. Get in there. If you're the wide receiver one that you think that you are, two 30-year-old wide receivers are not going to change that. You're saying that you could be the top guy in the NFL. You're a wide receiver one. That's not going to change. Get out and show me. Show me that. Stay healthy. And if he's healthy, he will do that. So, you know, I got a lot. I got some blowback by people saying, like, that's like a dream world because if you're paying Hopkins that much and you're paying OBJ that much and they're healthy, then it just automatically takes um, snaps away. And I think that's actually more against Zay or Nelson because if, if you're out there and you're putting up numbers and you're producing, you will force Munkin to put all three wide receivers out, out there at the same time. You will force it. Yeah. And by the way, if you're all producing, you're scoring and everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. So, so listen, I'm a competitor at heart. So it doesn't, that argument doesn't get to me for other people. It does. And I get it. I understand you have to manage egos in there, but for me, get in here and compete. That's not a reason not to bring DeAndre Hopkins in. I they want him to be. There. <laughs> hey, I, I agree. For It's been a while. I feel like since I just straight up agree with you, like straight <laughs> up. There's no, there's no back and forth here because they, the organization wants him to be their number one guy. We literally just heard that from Lamar. Like you re like we referenced yeah. on the vault last week, you know, it was like under his breath that not a lot of people caught it. It wasn't under his breath, but it was just said very casually, I guess is probably the right way to say it. So they believe in him and he should believe in himself enough to compete. Well, we're not, we're not like, we don't want to put words in his mouth so to speak, right? Because he's never said that he's unwilling to compete. And quite frankly, no, no. the guy, the guy's got incredible admiration for Odell Beckham Jr. So the fact that they're now running mates, mm -hmm. yes, competing for snaps, of course, as all teammates do in position groups. And targets. Uh, and targets. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that like that's just a part of it. And I hope that that he embraces it. I I'm I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic that he will because hey if you want to win, that's the best way to do it because they literally have a roster that's constructed in all three phases right now with very, very few voids that need to be filled. Right. You know, really, I mean, truly. Right. I, mean, you can, I can't wait in a couple months from now, we got bring our guy Jason back on and we start to really take a look at specifically, okay, where are the holes? There's not going right. to be many of them. And it's certainly not in the wide receiver room right now. 
again, is, it, does some potential need to be reached? Like you said, I thought that was a great analogy there. Like there's a ton of, there's a ton of potential, but we can't sit here and be naive or, or uh, unrealistic or whatever to think that all five guys, if that's what we're calling it right now, right. All five guys in the wide receiver room are going to realize that that would be, mm-hmm. I don't think, I think that would just be, that'd be a little reckless because it's, it's a foot, it's a football season. I mean, they lost Duvernay to an injury last year. Uh, Demarcus Robinson was limited at times. They lost Bateman, you know? So anyway, yeah, I, I think that's, well, and let me also look at it from another perspective here, Here, and I'll ask you what you think. So uh, the other pushback that I get with this, and by the way, I'm not saying the Ravens are going to do it. They may decide that they're, that they're good. I'm just saying what I would do in an all-in year. And I usually preach, by the way, I am a big financial discipline person, and I've always been like the wet blanket on people being like, get that wide receiver, get that one, get that one, get that one. And this year, it just, again, there are times where you just like, you go all in, and I feel like this is one of those years. I feel like before Lamar's cap hit goes through the roof, it just feels like this is one of those years. And so, to me, it's a time for splurge. And so other people are like, well, what about pass rusher and what about corner? Which I do think they're going to sign both. I don't think somebody like Houston, he he played for $3.5 million last year. I don't know if they're going to get Marcus Peters before even DeAndre Hopkins came along we've been debating if they would get Marcus Peters and we both said, they're going to wait and see what they have in their young corners. They're going to wait and see. So, but, but I think the Ravens could afford all of them basically because I'm saying you're going to have to push it a little bit down in the future years. And I'm only doing it. I don't say this often. I'm not a person who does this every single year. Cap doesn't matter. Cap doesn't matter. I do believe in the cap, but it's over five years and I feel like this is the year to do it. But let's say like they were limited and they could only get one of these guys. What is more valuable? Okay, let's say Houston, Justin Houston, is healthy for all 17 games, and DeAndre Hopkins is is healthy for all 17 games. So let me put it to you like this, Bobby. How many sacks do you think Houston could get if he were healthy for 17 games? How many sacks could he get? For 17, so he fell off last year. I want to say he he finished right around the double-digit category, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was like right around 10 and a half, 11. Uh, don't quote me specifically, but uh, so let's say if we're basing it off of last year where he we, we kept calling the, the fountain of youth, yeah. I'm going to go south of that. I mean, he's another year older. He's got more competition in that room now. You'd hope mm-hmm. that Ajabo is going to be – you know, healthy for a full season. And let's see if Adafe can take a step forward. So I'll go, I'll go like seven and a half. Okay. Seven and a half. For this exercise, I would be generous. And let's say I'm, let's in a generous way, give him 10, but I think seven and a half is a little bit more realistic, but let's be generous for this exercise and give him 10. If Deandre Hopkins is healthy for 17 games, how many touchdowns is he getting you? Deandre Hopkins. He's going to turn 31. This fall, 17 games in the Ravens offense with Todd Munkin, completely new scheme. DeAndre, I'll go, I'm thinking right around the double-digit category. What about you? Okay, I would have said the same. So let's, on the lower side for both these guys, we're, we're saying seven sacks to seven touchdowns. On a generous side, 10 to 10, maybe? 10 to 10. Okay. Do you, are you going to pay for the 10 touchdowns or the 10 sacks? Which are more valuable? 
Done. Done. We're not even. Done. It's like not even a question. Yeah. Let's go. Give me the touchdowns in an, in an era where we're talking about offense and the rules are for the offense, and you typically can't get wide receivers here. And you, and you're and you're saying to your quarterback. We believe that you can be a passer. We'll go into We're going to lean into that more. Give me the 10 touchdowns. Give me the 10 touchdowns when you're going against Patrick Mahomes, when you're going against the Bills. I get it. It would be nice to go and sack him. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's not worth anything, but, but it's like, I, you know, you can slow him enough with this defense that then you come back with OBJ, DeAndre, Zay, Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson. And who's going to outscore who? Give me the touchdowns. That's where I'm spending the money. Yeah, 100. That's, yeah. I'm literally totally get that. I'm totally with you because bottom line is like sacks are just, they're hard to measure the importance. You know, like there's so many, there's so many scenarios. Of course, sacks are important, but they're hard to like put a price tag on in terms of like, what they mean to a game touchdowns are how you win games. Yeah. I know defense is how you win championships, but you got to put up points in order to win a game. So yeah. Um, point, point received point taken. And thank you for and, doing and, it on the spot with me, but I, I agree with your predictions. <laughs> well, I was, I was saying like, Justin, man, that, that dude had a heck of a year, you know, for where he was in his career and, and they really found something for him, you know, last year. And it was awesome to see like, and without a Jabo and with Adafi scuffling in terms of his ability to finish and mm-hmm. Tyus coming back from his injury, I mean, it was really important for mm-hmm. him to do what he did last year. And yeah, he fell off at the end, you know, this, the second half of the year. Uh, but I, you know, hey, Yoda, baby, I'd love to see him back in the fold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really don't think he's going to be terribly expensive, but, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just, I'm just all for it. I'm all for Deandre and I don't know that the Ravens will. And I'm not saying that the wide receiver room is going to be crap. Cause like I said, they're going to be a lot of potential. I just want more eggs in the basket so that if one or two don't quite hit their potential yet, you can maybe another one or two will. Yeah. They're going to need, they need insurance in that room. Yeah. You know, they just do. They just yeah. do. It's, it's so this is all, this is all over the holiday weekend. We, we, we had our conference call and we were just like, look, there's a lot of content out there, but this happened on Friday, the classic Friday news dump. We should probably <laughs> dive into it. So we yeah. do have plans, obviously, the rest of this week. It is a short week, I guess, in, in most people's calendars to dive into a lot of what, what was covered over the weekend around the NFL cycle. We're going to have more OTA sessions to dig our teeth into. So there's going to be plenty coming up. We just felt like this was important and relevant enough to hop on doing on camera stuff, you know, a segment and, and break it down in detail. So anything that we haven't touched on Sarah, before we jump. I don't think so. I think we, I think we hit it all. Um, I hope that we were respectful to the guys and the tweets that we brought up and, uh, yeah. and um, we'll see, we'll see where this goes. And also, by the way, it looks like another reason we're, listen, we, we've been in the sun and at pools and lakes all all over the weekend. And I was like, I don't have it in me. To, you, I don't know if people know how much time and effort goes into those morning vaults. It is a production from writing it to recording it to you editing it, getting the music to it and all that. So I was like, let's just get on camera and let's talk about DeAndre. There's so much to do. There's more than we can fit into 15 minutes. And I don't know if I have it in me to do all that writing tonight. So I'm glad we went this route. 
A hundred percent. I know you guys probably can't tell because of my skin complexion, but yeah, I was, I was in the sun. Like you said, I was in the sun as well. Not, a, not a, aside the pool. I was up in the Adirondacks just having a great, great holiday weekend with the boys from high school. So Good as you can you. see, I'm not in my studio at, at this time and I won't be the rest of the week just because it's, it's just a crazy time of year. Summer is like legitimately here. I know your kids' schedules are going to be all over the place and transition into the summer here coming forward. So I'll be on the road a little bit, but it's not going to stop what we're doing. We're going to have daily content coming up. Thanks for bearing with us. We took the long weekend. We took Monday morning off. I know a lot of you have made us your routine, which is just so awesome to know that, you know, we literally start your mornings and you allow us to start your morning. So if you haven't already done so, we need a, we need as many reviews as possible in, in reviews and ratings on our audio only space. So if you're checking us out on YouTube, please consider going over to the audio only platforms that you listen to your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and just taking 30 seconds to write us a review, leave a rating. It really helps us out on the back end of the business side. And as always, check out what we're offering if you're interested in getting, you know, being more involved with the channel you want to support us on a monthly basis you can do so by checking out what we're offering on patreon.com forward slash ravens vault podcast we're always uh easily reachable via email at baltimore ravens vault at gmail.com and with that tuesday's morning vault is in the books a busy week ahead for sarah ellison i'm bobby trossett signing off from this special episode Getting into what we should have covered at the beginning of the weekend, but we had a, we had some time off. And we're recharged, we're ready to go, and we'll talk to you Wednesday morning here inside the vault. Hey.